Rockwired Sound in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places, this is Rockwired Radio Profiles with your host Brian Lush, exclusively at rockwired.com. Today, Rockwired gives it up for Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers and their brand new release, Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs. Stick around for more. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media LLC, a limited liability company. Please stand by. Welcome to the latest edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles, exclusively at rockwired.com. I'm your host, Brian Lush, and the music is out there. And today we're giving it up for Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers and their brand new release, Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs. Rockwired had a chance to speak with Frank Migliarelli regarding the new release, and you're going to be hearing that interview in just a few minutes. But first, from the album Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs, here is Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers with when she's walking by your side. You can't remember a time when she wasn't by your side. You can't remember a place When you didn't feel it inside Oh, maybe there's a way You can put it in words It should be easy to explain It's just a boy and a girl Something happens when she walks into a room it's in her eyes, in her smile, the scent of that perfume. Don't lights shine much brighter when she's walking by your side. Don't the stars look like diamonds when she's walking by your side? Sometimes you can't understand. How it ended up this way Oh, something this good Doesn't happen every day Oh, maybe there's a way You can put it in words It should be easy to explain It's just a boy and a girl She walks into a room It's in her eyes, in her smile The scent of that perfume Don't the lights Shine much brighter when she's walking By your side Don't the stars Look like diamonds when she's walking By your side Thank you. 
Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers with When She's Walking By Your Side off of the brand new album Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs. For more on Frank and the band, check them out at the official website frankmigliarelli.com. Rockwired had a chance to speak with Frank regarding the new release, and here's how the interview went. Now that it's out there for people to get a listen to, how do you feel about the finished work? <laughs> uh, um... Usually when you finish something, you don't want to hear it again because um, you're, like, kind of tired of it. But I got to say, I mean, I'm, I'm actually really, really happy with the way this turned out. And uh, I don't know, going back over it and listening to it again, I, I mean, I could go back and listen to it and go, yeah, this is good. I, I mean, I think we really did a good job this time, and um, I'm really pleased with it. And after years of, you know, serving the music industry as, you know, well, one of them was you, you were, you were a one-time owner of Ravon Records and, you know, mm-hmm. everything else you've done with, with, with music in the past, I can only imagine that, you know, getting back into the, into, into songwriting for yourself is, is really something else, <laughs> to say the uh, least. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, uh basically never really thought about it until, you know, a couple of years ago, and I realized I've done so many projects either for, you know, money, you know, trying to make a living, or, you know, working with other artists, producing their music, or whatever, and, um, you know, it just was like, hey, man, why don't I do something with my name on it, you know, for a change, and that's that's how this whole thing started, and then, you know, it just kind of rolled. I still, still like writing songs. I love being in the studio, and it's... Uh, you know, it's fun doing it and throwing my stuff out there, seeing what's happened. And who all helped you behind the recording console for this album? Um, it was actually, um, I mean, I guess I was kind of the producer, if you're looking for that producer role. But really, it was kind of the whole band. And, you know, I mean, we've all, these guys have played this stuff more than enough. They got. They understand where I'm coming from, from a songwriter perspective, and how the, how the stuff should sound. And you know, I said to the guys, I said, "Look, when we record this stuff, I want to keep it simple. I don't want to do a lot of overdubs. I don't want to spend a lot of time, you know, producing all these different parts. Just come in here, and what do you think this needs? What do you think? Where do you think this tune should go? And uh, I got to say, like, especially the rhythm section, Tony Tino." And uh, Phil Semino really sat down and listened and said, yeah, the groove should go this way, or let's try a change this way. So, you know, we were constantly hammering ourselves to say, you know, keep it to bass, 
drums, guitars, and organs. That's kind of the mantra of the title of the album. And, uh, you know, everyone kind of came in and didn't overplay or didn't say, oh, let's put this part down or let's put another part down. Once there was a part down, we just kind of took our hands off the console and said, that's it, you know? Um, so we, we pretty much drove the boat ourselves. It was pretty good. And and how did you round up these dirt nappers? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, how, how did you pick these guys for this project? Um, well, I've known, like for example, Jeremy Baum. I've known for years. Um, he's a he's a really really strong B uh, three player up in the Hudson Valley. He was actually Shamika Copeland's uh, keyboard player for years on the oh. road. Yeah, no, no, he's serious chops. I met I met him when uh, I produced Bill Perry, the late Bill Perry's first album, um, years ago, and we've always kept in touch. Um, uh, Tony Tino, I met a couple years ago. I was I needed a bass player to fill in on a gig. Um, he came up and just you know, like fit right in and said, you know, you write really good songs. I like playing with you. So we've always been we've been playing for a number of years, and uh, he introduced me to Phil. And, you know, Phil's just a good all-around drummer. And it was just a, a collective of guys who kind of knew each other, who was always playing with each other around the same circuits. And, you know, I pulled them together and said, look, this is the project I want to do. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of like the long-standing guys. Duncan Cleary's played with me for years. Um, that guy was amazing. He was in the pit, pit band at the Big Apple Circus for 13 years. Um, so these are all like really accomplished good players who um, just from working with other people and, you know, being in the in the recording scene for years, I just happened to meet and, you know, float these ideas out to them and they went with it. And as a songwriter, what kind of place are you coming from with the with these with this set of songs? What inspired uh, them, you know, after, you know? Being after years of producing for other people and then writing for yourself, you know, where 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 do you think these songs come from? Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Um, some of them, I, I, I think, have been in my head. You know, they they they've been there for a while, and I you know just sat down and banged them out. Um, some of the some of the songs are just like stories. I'll hear like a hook or I'll come up with an idea and say, you know, that's a great phrase for a song. Um, you know, I, I, saw, I heard this interview with Nick Lowe. Um, you know, the... Oh, wow. Yeah, Rock Pile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rock Pile, dude. <laughs> and uh, he's talking to Terry Gross on Fresh Air on NPR. And she goes, you know, you write these songs of like, you know, broken love and tragedy and you know broken hearts and all this stuff she goes you must have like a terrible love life a terrible marriage and he goes no i make this stuff up these are stories and I go, that's exactly right you know you know I, I i might hear something and uh you know it's like all of a sudden hey that's a good idea for a song or whatever um so i don't know where they come from it's just it, it's just kind of a thing that just happens i mean i guess i'm fortunate to be able to channel that kind of stuff um you know and i'm also like really steeped in i mean my whole life i've been listening to music we li we had music around the house as kids my mother was always buying us records and you know we had this deal that if we did well in school um for every a we got on our report cards we were allowed to go down to the local record shop and get a record 
Um, and I didn't have the biggest record collection in the world, but, you know, we were always, you know, allowed to have music. So it was kind of cool. So, you know, I just kind of grew up around it that way. And so far, what sort of reaction have you been able to gauge from bass, drums, guitars, and organs? Have there been any reactions to the music that have surprised you or that you didn't quite see coming? Or you tell me. Um, well, it's still kind of just getting out there, which is nice. Um, and we're just really starting to follow up with the radio and the, um, the, the initial mailings we did. Um, what I'm really surprised about is, um, you know, we're getting a lot of nice press. Um, a lot of people are writing great things about this, which I never actually had before. And um, what we've kind of tapped into, which is a lot different than when I was producing records in the 80s and 90s, um, you have this whole blogosphere. You have this whole network of people who discover music through blogs and podcasts, you know, stuff like what you're doing. And it's just a whole other channel. And the reaction has been just great. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit blown away by some of the things people are writing. But they're picking up on the idea that, you know, uh, it's a combination of different types of music. There's some soul, there's country, there's straight ahead rock and roll in there. And people are, like, really listening. And I, uh, I'm loving that, I got to say. Um, you know, I, I'm always open for a bad review here and there too i mean that's not going to bother me i've written songs for a living so i know what it's like to get kicked around but um no the response has been really really strong i like that a lot and bring me back to the beginning i mean you kind of touched on this a little bit talking about your record collection as a kid but you know what what was it that made you want to pick up the guitar and start playing and writing and all of that when when did that start for you um, I don't know about writing, because I don't know, that just kind of started happening. I see. Um, you know, it just all of a sudden, oh, I could sit down, I, I should try to write a song. But, you know, I, I mean, I was really young, but I do remember um, the Beatles um, flashing on the television. And, you know, I mean, in my neighborhood, we would grab everything and anything that could resemble a guitar, a broom, a baseball bat, a tennis racket. And we would all be jumping around pretending, you know. Um, there's a great song by a guy named Billy Falcon, who was a, kind of an 80s rocker. He said, we were all vaccinated with a phonograph needle. That's why I still can't stop shaking. I still want to be a Beatle. Um, you know, that was obviously a, a jump start. But as I grew up, um, I just remember being totally blown away by like the stones and the doors. I really started gravitating towards that. And then, um, you know, I was, I was a huge fan of the monkeys. If you go back and listen to the monkeys and, you know, what um, Voice and Heart wrote, what Neil Diamond wrote for them, and even Mike Nesmith's writing. It's very pop. It was very good. It's very varied. And, uh, you know, there were so many different influences that I grew up with. My mother had a Broadway show collection that was, like, amazing that I could, you know, probably, you know, sing along with almost any Broadway show now if I needed to. Um, so it was really, really varied. And then as I got older, I started discovering R&B, blues, and soul. And, uh, you know, so I think a lot of these influences, I've just always been open to, uh, to listening and, and 
trying to hear different things. For more on Frank and the band, check them out at the official website, www.frankmigliarelli.com. And from the album Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs, here is Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers once again with Rafferty Train. a ticket and he looks across the tracks he's got no direction but he's never turning back there's someone on the train Heading for the same place You'll see it in her eyes You'll know it on her face And he finds himself a seat On a train of Rafferty There's a story In a movie she once saw About a place she could run to But she never knew how far She's got a romance novel In the bottom of her purse She never thought her life would go from bad to worse And she slides into a seat On a train of Rafferty On a Rafferty train And the train starts moving Down the line Leaving everybody's past behind No one knows what they're gonna find But it's gonna be different, different Maybe this time things will change, yeah Punch their tickets And they roll on down the track In one direction No one's ever turning back There's someone on the train Heading for the same place She'll see it in his eyes He'll know it on her face And they share in the same seat On the train to Rafferty On a Rafferty train On a Rafferty train Pretty train 
I'm I'm looking at the album cover right now, and now the images make sense. <laughs> I was about yeah. to, that was one of my questions, but I, I answered it myself. So so bass, drums, and organs. Get it, get it, get it. Totally get it. But yeah, it was a, a little play on, uh, on a little play on the words there, and and the homonyms and whatnot. Or, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've asked about what inspired the songs, but, you know, just to get into the nuts and bolts of it, you know, how, how does the actual process work for you? Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll, if I don't have like something like a line in my head or a, a little nugget to work with, a lot of times I'll just sit and, um, you know, strum the guitar, play different chords, look for different patterns try to hear like a melody or something uh, a lot of times i'll tune a guitar differently um an open tuning kind of opens doors you know from a melodic point of view which is kind of cool and fun um so and i primarily write on the guitar though i try to push myself to try to uh, at least try some things out on piano i'm not a great keyboard player in any shape or form but um once a phrase or an idea for a chorus or a rhythm kind of thing comes up, um, it, you know, I just start running with it, saying, where, we, where should this go next? And I guess I'm very much a verse, chorus, bridge kind of guy. I'm really conscious of how those pieces should fit together. Either they complement each other well or they flow into each other well. Um, you know, it's, it's a very traditional pop music type of writing I think I do. Um, which sometimes I want to try to pull myself out of, and I'm just I'm trying a couple of other different things now, writing in different meters and stuff like that. But um, it's a process, and it just once you have a good idea, um, sometimes that song just boom, it comes out. It's really interesting. And one of the songs that really you know struck a chord with me was former Femme Fatales and Romeos. Talk about the inspiration for that one. Um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, that tune originally, I wrote it as kind of a pop song. And in an older band, in a, another incarnation, um, we actually recorded it more as an upbeat kind of thing. But um, the song itself, obviously, is about, you know, people middle-aged doing nothing, um, you know, complaining about life and, and you know, just going through the drudgery of every day and not being willing to change anything and kind of, you know, living their life in the past on Facebook or whatever people do these days. Um, and, and it's really just about, you know, it's about giving up and, and how some people just end up miserable because they don't think they could change their lives. But that, to me, um, you know, was a song that started out very upbeat, but one day I was just picking it around on the guitar, on the acoustic guitar, and uh, I changed the key a little bit and was singing it really well, and I was finger-picking it. I go, wow, this is a great, somber song, you know? And I started playing it, and I ran through a couple versions, and uh, Mark Minkler, another bass player who's played with me, who's just an unbelievable upright player, he's actually played in uh, Buddy Rich's orchestra and the New York Pops Orchestra. I called him up, I said, Mink, bring that piece of lumber down down the street we got to record something and uh we just we slapped together a demo of that and it just felt like that was right for that song it's a sad song it's you know it's about getting older it's about 
um, you know, how some people just don't think they could change their lives, but it worked. I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, that's a really powerful song, that's a really um, accurate song, so I must be, like, striking somebody in there somewhere with that song. And personally, I don't think Jerry Rafferty gets enough tribute, but you you kind of do that for him with the song Rafferty Train. <laughs> Talk <Yeah>. about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I always, like, I heard that guy, and I liked Steeler's Wheel, and, you know, if you saw Reservoir Dogs, you got a special place for Steeler's Wheel in your heart. Right. Like the scene where, uh... Where the ears uh, getting uh, cut off, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I didn't want to... Spoil it, but yeah. Well, well. Sorry, sorry, fellas. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, watch it. Watch it anyway. It's a good yeah. scene. Anyway, um, I saw this um, this BBC produced documentary on him, and uh, it, it was made after he had passed away. And first of all, the guy was an amazing songwriter. He was an amazing musician. He just heard things in um, real interesting ways and was really good in the studio, but he was also, he, he was a rascal, and he was a, he was just a troublemaker, and um, he was having an affair, I think, with his best friend's girlfriend or best friend's wife or something like that, and they were madly in love, and she was telling this story, and she said, you know, Jerry had this, like, amazing ability to convince people to do everything and anything that he wanted. And they were so in love, they said, screw it, we're, we're getting out of here, we're getting out of town. And he talked her into meeting her at the train station and getting on the train and, with the suitcases and say, we're just disappearing, we're leaving. And they actually did it. They got on the train and they, they got about, I don't know, 50 kilometers, 100 kilometers away and they looked at each other and said, what are we doing? And they turned back and, you know, went back home or something, whatever. But it was just like, a, it was a funny story and I just... I love that idea that he convinced this woman to get on the train. And I was like, man, you know, there's got to be a point in everyone's life where you just want to get on the Rafferty train and escape. And so that's how that, that song came to be, the idea of escaping with someone on the train. So um, I tried to find out if there was a place called Rafferty anywhere. Like I searched all over Ireland. I searched, you know, Google and looking. And I don't think there's a town called Rafferty. So everyone asked me, like, where's Rafferty? Where are they going? And then I have to tell the, you know, the Jerry Rafferty story. But, you know, that's it. Gotcha. And uh, with this album behind you, I mean, what's next for you musically? Hmm. Yeah, a couple things. I mean, I've already started writing a few tunes. I think what I'm going to do next is um, not so much do a 10-song or eight-song album. I think I'm going to try to do, uh, concentrate on doing a, like something like a five-song EP, um, a little bit more stripped down or maybe even a little bit more live. I'm not sure yet. Same kind of music. I mean, I don't think I'm, you know, I'm not going to come out and write an opera or anything like that. Um, you know, still like hitting the kinds of the veins of music that I hit. But then the other thing that I really want to do is um, I've had a uh children's music project that I've been working on for, I've just totally backburnered for years and have, I would say, 80% of it recorded. I just have, have this collection of songs that I want to put out. And when I wrote kids' music, I did write kids' music for a living for a number of years, and uh, I was working for this 
software company scoring music for video games and educational stuff. Anyway, um, we would always approach this as like making rock and roll records for kids. I mean, this is not like baby beluga stuff. It's like some pretty kick-ass kind of music. So I have a, a series of kid songs that I want to put out um, that, that I'm working with an, an animator with and kind of want to push that out there also. So, you know, it, it's a little varied, but I, like I said, I just want to like, keep writing and do a number of different projects and, if I can, just as long as the juice is still there. And with this album, what's the big idea? What would you like someone to come away with after they hear it? Uh, with bass, uh, drums, guitars, and organs? Yes. Um, you know what? I, I guess more than anything else, yeah, the album should make people like feel good. And more so than anything, I think the energy of this really does capture like what I think rock and roll is. It's, it's upbeat. It's poppy. It's got good lyrics. It has good, uh, you know, um, good stories to it. You got to listen to it a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I, I like if, if people walk away and say, "Hey, that's a good tune," or "I like that song," or "Oh, I want to hear that again." You know, to me, that's like AM radio success story, and that's a, that's like a, a, a forty-five. You know, if I get an earworm in somebody and they say. Oh man, I, I love that song. I, I I play that song all the time. Um, that's that's important to me. Um, I don't want to be like some somber, um, you know, coffee shop, you know, butchered artist kind of thing. I mean, it should be fun music. It should be like, yeah, I want to go crack a beer. I want to go grab that girl by the hand and dance. You know, I. That's what it feels like. That would be success for me. For more on Frank and the band, check them out at their official website, www.frankmigliarelli.com. And from their album, Bass, Drums, Guitars, and Organs, here is Frank Migliarelli and the Dirt Nappers once again with It All Falls Down on Me. See it coming, it knocks you right off of your feet. So nice, the way she leaves you breathless, your heart is always skipping a beat. Like a vision from a movie, such a pretty little angel, something from a fashion magazine. She gets your motor running, don't you hear it humming? Every time she walks down the street Oh, but she keeps me waiting A little while longer Keeps me waiting The feeling getting stronger Keeps me waiting I don't think I can hold on at all When love falls down on me Shining from the corners of her eyes Like a long-legged highway Wanna walk in my way Wanna take her out for a ride Yeah, the way 
situation turns ahead The things you wish you said You're pinning all your hopes on your sleeve But you just can't stop it Put a picture in your locket You know you'll end up down on your knees, yeah She keeps me waiting a little while longer Keeps me waiting, the feeling getting stronger Keeps me waiting Think I can hold on at all When a love falls Down on me It all falls Down on me It all falls All around me I can't put my finger on it Can't wrap my heart around it going to do it for this edition of Rockwired Radio Profiles. A special thanks goes out to Frank Migliorelli for his time and his music, and a very special thanks goes out to Rhonda of Team RMG. For Rockwired, I'm Brian Lush, and remember, keep your eyes forward, never look back, and make it up as you go. Rockwired Radio Profiles is powered by Rockwired Media, LLC. A limited liability company and is available exclusively at rockwire.com. Online radio that rocks.